0: Hello everybody, you've got Garrett and Dan here from the Pacrum Audio Beer Experience. I just got back from Japan, uh, super excited and want to chat with you guys about a couple really unique, unique things that I think uh, I think you guys might find some value from. I, I was there in Japan for two weeks, uh, spent some time in Tokyo, went off to Kyoto and headed back to Tokyo, but the cool thing for me was that one of our uh, our good friends there, Uh, is actually one of the head engineers for Toyota Uh, so he's been there for seven years married a Japanese wife uh, and he knows the culture really well and he also loves to drink beer Uh, so he took us out a couple nights and I just picked his brain and we chatted on stories and and some unique market insights and some cool stuff about Japan and I was honestly blown away so I want to share three kind of unique things um, about Japan with you okay so one of the cool things that uh, my buddy Ryan was telling me about is the difference in uh, cultures between North America and Japan as it relates to knowing things. And specifically what he references is the concept of width versus depth. So in North America, it's very common for you to know a little bit about a lot of things. You have a very wide perspective. So if I want to chat about business, I know a little bit, I can chat about that. If I want to chat about politics or computers or religion or whatever, um, I know a little bit about a lot of things. In Japan, it's, it's really different and there's a there's a phrase uh, embedded into their culture called superfan. So what it means is that you know actually not a whole lot about a lot of things, but a very high degree of amount about one or two things. So you go really, really deep. So if you like coffee, for example, you know everything there is to know about coffee. You make that your passion, that's your life's work, for example. Uh, so you've been to Colombia. you brew on your own, uh, you've imported different beans from all over the world. It's and, and, you may be, and you may own, for example, the third best coffee restaurant in Tokyo, for example. Uh, so it's a very different mentality. And for me, it was super interesting because I noticed this in everywhere that I went, uh, someone who, for example, was into craft beer, they would open up a craft beer restaurant and they would import the beer directly from Belgium. And they have Trappist breweries all the way from Belgium and uh, they have have a restaurant or a, a small tiny brew pub that is modeled exactly after a brew pub in Belgium, for example, if that's what they're into. The same thing would go for computers to video games to a myriad of other different things. It's just that they go super, super deep. And that's so interesting for me because what it lends to is that wherever you go, it tends to be the best of the best of the best. So one of the examples is I went into a coffee shop and as you have a coffee the, the coffee to go cup that you have is beautiful. It's ergonomic the cut the top of the cup is e- molded and yielded better to your hand. The stir sticks are actually wood. The sugar has been imported from Spain for example. The beans are, are, are freshly roasted there on site and are brought in from five or six different countries from around the world. And it's like that a lot a lot it's like that for a lot of different uh businesses so you tend to get the best of whatever you're having wherever you are in japan and it just makes the culture honestly bloody amazing and it makes business and shopping and working and living there if you have the money uh honestly incredibly amazing it was such a cool thing and it really just uh a unique market nuance that I, I really wouldn't have, have known uh, coming from from Canada and, and even after having traveled to really all of Asia outside of Japan Alrighty, the second thing which I found incredibly amazing um, was really the collectivist culture uh, and the relation to work in Japan so this is after probably a dozen beers, but Ryan and I went super deep on this and it really just fascinated me. So there is definitely a collectivist culture uh, in Japan and really there's a lot of rules and r- they love rules, right? And it just to defi- it allows people in Japan a operating system and it, it gives them a specific way of working and a rationale of working. Um, and as it relates to work, um, if you look at how the demographics of Japan are based, it's really right now the young supporting the old. So if you're going to work, for example, let's say you start off out of university, Japan employs 100% of new grads, so it's not an issue of finding a job. Um, What is interesting is that you want to find a good job. So you go and you work really, really hard in school to be able to work for really, really, really good companies. Ironically, because there's such a high demand for those companies, those companies actually pay a lot less than some of the poorer companies. Um, nevertheless, uh, you start at around $27,000, $28,000 U.S. Uh, that's typical the average salary range. Uh, And you work at that wage with minor improvements for honestly about 8 to 10 years. And the work path and your system path is pretty well designed for you. Um, you're working for mental hours um, and you work for quite amount of time in order for you to be able to really just put in the time uh, at that specific company and the mentality is that you're going to be at that company for your entire life so in north america it's very common to have five six seven jobs every three four five years you switch once you get bored in japan it's not like that you're you're, you're kind of tend to stick with one or two companies and work there for a very very long time and it's expected that the company actually takes care of you throughout that process now this leads to two things um, when, What Ryan was saying is that your, um, your effectiveness and your value to a company is not necessarily based on your own individual merit. So in North America, if I'm really, really good at my job, I'll get promoted, but it's based on my individual merit. In Japan, it's based on three different things. It's based on very union style, one, how long you've been at that company. Uh, Number two, it's based on your boss and what your boss has contributed at the company. And three, then it's based on your individual merit. So a lot of times when a a person from North America comes to Japan, again, think almost like a union here in in North America. uh, You work really, really hard expecting that you're going to get promoted and you will get promoted. But when you do that, you're going to piss a lot of people off because you can do the work of maybe four or five people because you value efficiency, but that's not what they value in Japan. They value you to be part of the hive, to be have that, that mentality. And that for me is just really, really interesting because what it means is that if you, if you were to graph your value to the organization and how much you work versus how much you get paid, they're actually the inverse. So at the low end, when you start at a company, you work mental hours, right? So you're really, really high on the hourly rate. And as you gain longer time and longer stature in the company, your hours tend to dip. Now, if you were to do that and cross-reference that with how much you're making, you're making very, very low, so you're in the low part of the access, and then you do that for about 10 years, and then towards the last, I guess, 5, 10 years of your company, then you get like a really um, inflated index, and you make a bunch load of money. Um, so what that leads me to think is that I think that really the system is going to collapse. right? If you look at the demographics, there's just not enough young people to be able to support the older people who are really looking to they've they've spent the 15, 20 years at a company and they want to start relaxing and they want to make a bunch of money for much less work than the young people, but there's not enough young people to support it. So if you look at like a typical day, what he said, what Ryan was saying is that someone who's been there for a very long time will really, their their day starts no matter what, everybody works mental hours. So you start at really seven or eight o'clock and they really fuck the dog until about 2 p.m then they work or they'll have lunch they'll start working at maybe 2 3 o'clock they'll actually put in a shift for maybe 3 4 o'clock to about 7 8 to actually get work done and then they start screwing around because you have to be there till about 10 o'clock anyway so you're doing very very little amounts of work a high degree of inefficiency but because you've been there for so long uh it actually just allows you to kind of collect the paycheck and and and, and make the money on the backs of all these other people who are actually working mental hours and being really efficient. Uh, it's just a much different way of, of working. And for me, uh, I think the long run is that uh, this is uh, highly un- unsustainable. Uh, but just something, it's just so different, in particularly in the way that companies operate, different from what I'm used to and exposed to in North America. I thought it was very, very interesting. So what this leads to, I mean, the first two, I talked about kind of the width versus depth and then I talked to kind of the collectivist and almost nuanced union culture as it relates to work. But what this leads to is really a society that is incumbent on respect and order. Uh, And for me, this is just, it's so striking when you go into Japan and you start spending some time there, Uh, just the degree of in terms of... How orderly and how professionally run the society is right so you have a lot of rules and and a lot of different ways that people are instructed of living and they they abide by them religiously so that is emblematic in you, you take the train to work it's frowned upon to be on your phone it's also frowned upon to talk to people on the on the train so you get on a train that's packed and it's silent it's really, really, really quiet. Um, there's no garbage on the street because people carry their garbage home and there's no garbage on the street so people don't litter. Um, it's just, it's emblematic throughout, these are just two nuanced things that you will immediately notice when you get to Japan, but it's emblematic throughout how they, could, how they do business, how they treat their family, uh, how they or approach confrontation. Uh, it's just, it's very, very, very peaceful there. Um, it's respectful and it's a place where it's very, very easy to find your own kind of calm. And it's, it's almost funny. Like If you look at kind of the Buddhist religion, it's very particular on, on space. It's particular on order. It's particular on balance. And that's emblematic to their entire culture. Uh, and I at beyond, I mean, the, the conversations and going out and all the stuff that we did is amazing. But this is what really sold me on Japan. It's what made me fall in love with the society there. It's just how beautiful it runs. Um, I love, we're based in Vancouver. I love Vancouver. It's clean. There's, there's, uh, beautiful air and trees and mountains really, really close. I've got my family and stuff here, but there's a lot about Japan that shit, man, I could, I could move there in a second. I, I've, I fell in love and left a piece of my heart there. It's, it's just, it's an area where I think that if you, if you move, if you have the right. Uh, propensity to learn the language because it's still it's kind of a closed off culture so you need to actually learn the language and speak the language I think that it's just it's a uh, it's just beautiful and that's really what I want to leave it on it's it's a place where if you have any chance to go to don't get me wrong it's a, it's expensive so uh, bring your checkbook but if you have time to spend time there and actually really dig into the culture and the lifestyle and the people and the and the businesses and and the unique nuances of the culture, I think you will, I think you'll fall in love and there's a good chance you're not coming back. Anyways, that's my, that's my reflections. I'm, I'm happy to chat with anyone on, uh, on anything else with regards to Japan. Shoot me a message, shoot us an email. Uh, We love you, signing off. Ciao.